Barry Soper, you would have you would have been a dusty Springfield fan when you were growing up in Gore as a unruly teenager. Yeah, I was. You know, I boogied along to uh, Dusty Springfield. I must say, Dusty's a gay icon. Did you know that? No. No. Well, there you go. You're learning something. That's why she got into. Well, that's why her and the Pet Shop Boys. That was a word that wasn't mentioned down south, though, Jamie, in my day. Well, there were gay time ice creams in Gore, yeah. and I think I think a shop just down the road from you still got the old gay time sign up the front, isn't it? Ted Cooney's Dairy, <laughs> yes. That's Hello, right. Ted, if you're listening. All right, let's move on. Um, the reset, right? Some people are calling it a bonfire, getting rid of all the unpopular policies. I think Hipkins has done a bit of a Houdini act here because people seem to be conveniently forgetting the fact that he was responsible for the, all this uh, unpopular what? policy. Absolutely. He was, I would say, the, the sous chef in the kitchen cabinet uh, at the time, and he was out there defending all these policies. Um, the and the ones that they've done away with so far are not going to save a hell of a lot of money uh, in the order of things, the TV and RNZ merger. Uh, they've already spent, and this is wasted money, although Grant Robertson uh, wouldn't acknowledge it was wasted. Goodness only know what knows what it's going to be used for, the information that they've gathered. But about 20, up to $23 million. And don't forget, this was meant to be up and running at the beginning of next month. Um, really, I guess the legacy um, policy that's done away with, and it must have been really hard for Grant Robertson, was the income insurance scheme. And that, w- that was seen as a tax on employers by the National Party uh, and, to an extent, a tax on workers as well. Uh, why on earth hate speech reforms have gone? Um, really, that's not going to save any money at all. It may save some angst for the government. But, um, look, really, um, I don't think Chris Hipkins can divorce himself totally uh, from the policies that he's now done away with. And that's going to be his biggest problem, convincing the public that's what's happening here. We had Cameron Bagri on the show yesterday, and he's one of the smarter thinkers around in this country when it comes to economics, obviously. Look, he, he was really against lifting the minimum wage by as much as they did, and no-one's arguing that people shouldn't be paid more, but we've got to think of the big picture here. Oh, totally. And, and when you consider that Chris Hipkins, the first act he did as Prime Minister was go and meet with business in Auckland, not one mention was made about the minimum living wage and the fact that it was going to be lifted in line with inflation. That's the biggest ever increase, $1.50 an hour. And it doesn't sound a hell of a lot of money, but over a 40-hour week, that's 60 bucks. Now, there are some small employers that are going to find it hard. And if you look at the statistics surrounding the minimum wage, Jamie, generally it goes to kids that are living at home with their parents. So it's not the people that are struggling to put food on their... Um, on the tables of uh, a small family. Hey, Barry, I saw a stat yesterday, and I think it's true, that if you worked uh, 41 hours a week now under the minimum wage, you now creep into the 30 cent in the dollar tax bracket. Yeah, and also, Jamie, uh, an interesting fact is that a a first-year teacher uh, who has to repay a student loan, in fact, would be getting less than what somebody on the minimum wage would be getting. And... To me, when welfare uh, overtakes a profession like teaching, you've got a real problem on your hands. Has Christopher Luxon got a problem on his hands? There's a bit of criticism. There's a few rumblings that he's not really showing much spine as a leader. Are they being too tough on him? 
I think uh, people are being tough on Chris Luxon because, you know, you've got to remember that uh, the National Party, to all intents and purposes, is at the moment hasn't really come out with any significant uh, policy other than locking up young offenders uh, for a year. But, um, you know, policy will be on the way. And the thing that uh, Chris Luxon is doing, and it probably goes under the radar, is he's getting out and he's holding a number of public meetings. That's old-fashioned campaigning. And if he really wants to get known, I think that's probably the best way to do it. We had some polls out this week. There seems to be polls coming out every week, but I think it was what Roy Morgan and the Labour Party poll as well. And it's still predicting a sort of close enough race. I mean, this is not a done deal, far from it. Oh, well, uh, the polls at the moment, that's what they are certainly saying. But uh, look, uh, a few polls does not an election make. And the the Labour Party, we're very aware of that. They are neck and neck at the moment, but there's still a long way to run uh, to the election. A lot of policy has to be put on the table. And I think you'll, uh, you'll notice the polls will firm up in the coming months. Barry Soper, thank you very much for your time.